All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast, episode 108. And today is a sad day in the NBA, people. The best commissioner in all of sports, David Stern, had passed away. We're going to talk about his career. We're going to give some shine to the OKC Thunder in CP3. And Mello returns to the garden. Will he get booed? It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick the intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It is the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Broadcast, episode 108. Yeah, 108. 108. Or is Drew, what did you say? Cieniocho? I think I said Ciento. Ciento y Ocho. Well, it's because I sit down when I do this. That's why. In America, we call it episode 108. 108. Uh, It's a sad day in the NBA today, Drewski. Yeah. Commissioner Stern lost his battle. He passed away this actually about two hours ago before we hopped on this podcast. We kind of knew that he wasn't in great shape. He he had a stroke December 12th. He's brain hemorrhage. He's been in the hospital since then. And then it was just announced a couple hours ago that he had passed. And, you know, Commissioner Stern, everybody on Instagram right now is all the pros that were drafted with him are posting pictures. Yeah. Because, um, you know, Commissioner Stern was a, I mean, he ch- literally changed the game. He, his first year was 1984, the year that Michael Jordan came in. I mean, what a perfect yeah. time to come in. Yeah, perfect timing. Um, and he did 30 years to the day. Right. Um, he retired on the exact day uh, of his 30 years. And, you know, he, tr- he transformed the NBA, dude. He took the NBA to the next level. He globalized the game. You know, he took franchises to to vancouver and to toronto and overseas he i don't want to say like he's the reason why we got certain amount of players but he he was a big part of it i mean we got hakeem and drazen and dirk and you know all these all these guys because of what david stern did for the nba um so it's a he got to see i mean he got to see the golden age of basketball the 80s excuse me Celtics, Lakers, Pistons, and then you got the Bulls dominance in the 90s, and then you get to see LeBron. So he got to see a lot 
he got to see the game grow so much, yeah. you know? The game, I mean, in his 30 years, it's definitely going to be, I think it'll go down in history as the 30 years that the league expanded the most. I mean, because there was definitely a time in the late 70s and early 80s where the NBA was starting to lose a little bit of its luster. It was a startup, though. Think about it right. as a company way. Like. Right. But, I mean, by the time he comes around in 84, mm. it's, it's, it's a little bit more than a startup. But... But there was that that once the merger happened in the seventies, and there was still a lot, a lot of fighting, and then in the early eighties, a lot of cocaine use, and like the the game itself. Like I remembered my dad saying that there were tape delaying games, like they weren't even getting live coverage yeah. of the sports as they were for like even the finals even were tape delayed, and um, you know a lot of that growth that we talked about in the eighties, and you know obviously Michael Jordan was a big part of why the game came back, but so was like the Larry Bird, Magic Johnson stuff, and. Uh, David Stern was was essentially around for all of that. I mean, thirty years to do anything is a is a very very long time. And I I know that there was definitely certain aspects of David Stern that players didn't like while he was he was, was there. tough, dude. He right. was tough but fair. Yeah, he was tough but fair. And he had to go. I mean, think he had to deal with the malice at the palace. He's the one that sure. implemented drug testing. Right. He's the one that implemented the dress code, which didn't go over too well. But when you, I mean, it, it didn't go get old. There was a reason behind why he did it. Sure. Um, it wasn't just – everybody thought it was just because of Allen Iverson wearing sweatpants and, and chains. And he just wanted to, to – uh, Make it more professional. Yes. Yeah. And now you look now, fashion and, and pregame, what, what you're wearing to the game is a huge, huge thing in the NBA. Totally. You know, who who's going to be the flyest? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but like – so like getting back to like I think his biggest accomplishment – is something that you touched on is is the international side mm-hmm. of of growing the NBA, right? The the whole thing in China, he was pretty much the first guy to, to pioneer like the relationship with the Chinese people and the government to get being able to for them to view the NBA on television over there. And then obviously throughout Europe and Canada and all that stuff, he's really he's he was the pioneer of getting getting the NBA recognized um from countries outside of just North America. And now, like you said, I mean, we've we've seen Dirk play, and Yao. we've had all. I mean, right. yeah, Yao Ming was huge, and we've had all these really impactful players come around through his tenure from all over the world. Think about this: the Bulls in '85, yeah, were sold for how much? Do you think the Bulls were sold for? The Chicago freaking Bulls in 1985. 85. He came in in '84. The following year, the Bulls were sold. Uh, like was like thirty million or something. Sixteen million dollars. Sixteen million. You know. Wow. And then the Clippers sell in twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen yeah. to Balmer for two point two right. billion. And he hands off Adam Silver, uh, a league that's thriving, mm-hmm. uh, a league that's on the rise globally, awareness wise <clears throat> and viewership wise. Uh, and it's a game that a lot of Americans are watching more and more of. Um, instead of football, like it's slowly becoming the number one sport in the nation. Football still has it. NFL still has it because they have such loyal fans. Yeah, but globally, um, but globally, outside of soccer, mm-hmm. NBA is definitely the, the largest sport globally. And I have or to pers- NBA basketball is. I have to personally thank yeah. David Stern for something. Oh, I mean, if it wasn't for David Stern, we yeah. would, we wouldn't have had Lob City. David Stern rejected the well, greatest. I mean, the the one of the best things that ever happened to the Clippers. That was Chris I, Paul not being allowed to go to the Lakers. I was gonna bring that up down the road, <laughs> but that was the one thing that I will always uh, be a little bit baffled by 
and uh, a little bit resentful of. Oh, uh, thank I you. I mean, because that you, David honestly, it should have happened. The trade should have gone nope. through. No, nope. Chris Paul should have gone and played with Kobe. It wasn't in the stars, Drew. Honestly, you know what's funny? Like after like everything we know now about Chris Paul, I'm not sure necessarily if he if they would have gotten along. Oh, that would have been Chris tough. Paul and Kobe. Ooh, that's a, boy. that's a lot of the same mentality in there. I mean, and but different ways of going about it. I don't know. I mean, maybe they could have made. The, the, maybe their mentalities like synced up, and they could have become like some crazy duo. But we we two alpha males didn't work with Kobe. And, and, That's what and, I mean. Is like I sometimes I mean you need to be a little bit subservient to Kobe, and I don't know if CP had that in him very much. So anyway, that was still definitely a trade that should have gone through. We should have had that done deal, but of course, David Stern was running the New Orleans Pelicans. And so, I mean, that's 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 something to amazing to think about. The New Orleans uh, Pelicans—they were the Hornets at the time. Uh, were in disarray and Shambles. Like, they didn't even have an owner, right? And to think about having that happen now is is crazy. Everyone wants to own an NBA team, and right. all these people are making significant amounts of money with their investment on NBA teams. Um, it, it's just crazy to think about within that like recent time, maybe fifteen years. What it was is like twelve years since mm-hmm. that trade went down, something no. like that. Yeah, like roughly. Yeah, and within twelve years, like you go from a, a a one team in the in the league that doesn't have an owner to now everyone's clamoring to try and get their hands on a piece of an NBA team. Facts. Hey, but it's a sad day. Rest in peace, yeah, uh, Commissioner David Stern. Stern. And and know that the the NBA is in good hands with Silver. Like he trained a really Silver yeah. knows what the hell he's doing. He's the uh, Stern was the longest commissioner in sports 30 years to be a commissioner. I think baseball has had some commissioners. In basketball, I meant to say. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the NBA, he's the longest tenured. um, But it's in good hands with Adam Silver. I think he's got a good grip on everything, uh, minus his new new, uh, midseason tournament Tournament. that he wants to do. I'm not with that. We'll see what happens there. um, You you were speaking about Chris Paul. Yeah. So – the best team in the West right now, as far as not in the, I mean, in November, in December. God, dude. Whoa. It's it, it's New Year's Day, Take bro. That one I more had time. a rough day. Try that one more time. <laughs> it is New Year's Day. We didn't even say it. Welcome it's, to 2020, people. God, welcome to 2020. It was a rough couple. I'm so over the holidays, Drew. I've been drunk since since Halloween. Okay, <laughs> can we just end this? All right. So I'm not touching booze today. It was yeah. a it was a rough weekend, rough night. So if I'm a little slow and stuttery, I apologize. Anyways, Chris Paul, Oklahoma City Thunder, eleven yes. and four in the month of December. They've been on they were fire. The, they've been on fire. They had the best record in December for a Western Conference team, which uh, is crazy. It is crazy because we didn't think this was going to work out, and now it's like, I mean, I knew how good Shea was, but we're seeing him emerge as like a superstar. Yeah. Well, I mean, so the Oklahoma City Thunder eight. 15 and 15 mm-hmm. right now so they have a winning record they're in the seventh seed in the in the west which again is definitely a surprise they beat us um and, they beat- and do that i think the thing that that isn't that surprising is the fact that they that oklahoma city while they got rid of paul george and russell westbrook they still have a pretty solid they have a pretty solid team that's still there i mean uh but chris paul has just been like you said playing out of his mind i mean their, their roster is like their best players outside of chris paul are danilo gallinari Steven Adams, they got Shea, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Our boy Mike Muscala is on this mm-hmm, team, by yeah, the way. The killer. Uh, and they just picked up uh, Jell-O Ball on the <laughs> Oklahoma City practice squad. So they're getting better How every day. How do you finesse day. that? How do you finesse his way into that? How did that happen? 
It is. It must have been a favor for a favor, dude. Something yeah. must have happened with that. Yeah. Chris Paul, this is interesting, leads the NBA in clutch time points with 91 points. It's really? 13 points more than anybody else in the NBA. Huh. And if you don't know what the clutch time is, clutch time is the, the score has to be within five points yep. and five or fewer minutes. Got so it. within that time frame and within that point frame, Chris Paul scores the most amount of points. Do you have the stats on anybody else? Uh, I don't know who's next in line. Oh, no. man. I would, I would I love would, to look at that stat. I'd probably... I want to see where Braun is at on that stat. Oh, do you think he'd be low? I don't know. I'm hoping that he would be high, but I'm not sure. Well, I mean, I just think we wrote Chris off. We thought he was going to go to OKC. I did, too, and I just thought it was going to be – that was going to be it, dude. Sure. Like, I didn't think he was going to be happy. It looks like he's happy. They're actually performing really well. I think – I know I've said this before – Going back to Austin Rivers, I thought Austin Rivers was going to gain a lot from playing with Chris Paul sure. every single day. And now we're seeing with Shea that maybe that's a that's a thing, too, to have Chris Paul as your mentor, especially being that good as Shea yeah. is. Well, and Shea had a crazy 30-point game pretty recently as well. Like, So he's playing really well. And I think the thing that surprises me is how well they're playing together. Mm-hmm. They're on the floor a lot at the same time. And obviously they still have Schroeder out there, too. Uh, but having them both on the floor at the same time is something I didn't necessarily foresee going that well simply because Shea really is a, a point guard. Mm-hmm. He's not really – he can't really play off the ball that well. But he's what shooting I, really yeah, well, What though. I'm seeing is mm-hmm. that he's hitting his open threes mm-hmm. at a pretty pretty great percentage. So his shot, his structure is continuing to develop. He's a special player, like I we said, so for a whole time, like a long time. <laughs> and I think that the interesting thing about it is that as as much as Chris Paul is the best player here and he's having a great couple – like a run of games – um, is that with with or without Chris Paul, this team is probably still pretty decent. They're okay. Yeah, they're they're pretty decent. They're OKC. They, yeah, right. <laughs> and if they do end up finding a trade, you know, partner for Chris Paul, um, they're still going to be in a in a really good spot simply because they have all those fucking draft picks now too Lots. that they can use for for trade bait to rebuild relatively quickly. If I'm they want, so to. pissed. Presty took Shea from us. I'm so Shea's, he's so pissed. Good. He finessed that. I, could have taken Jerome Robinson. Take Jerome Robinson. They didn't want Jerome. They didn't. They wanted my guy. They didn't want Jerome. And he would be perfect for us right now. Jesus, oh, absolutely. he'd be great. How long we would be starting five. I, I'm not even going to think about it. I don't want to <laughs> think about it. And you were talking about getting a trade for OKC. Yeah. And we're going to get into that a little later because we got to talk okay. about some potential trades and whatnot. Uh, another thing going on in the NBA tonight, Melo returns oh, yeah. to the Garden. This is going to be and fun. And why isn't this on TV? It's on freaking League Pass. It's because okay? it's, it's Wednesday. I know. Oh, but I know it's, dude. it's a national holiday. It's July, July. It's January 1st, uh, but it is still a Wednesday. So it's regional coverage day. Still, dude, like the Pelicans have been on the fucking TV. Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, they've had five nationally televised games already. I'm, I feel like it's more than that. It probably is more than that. They've had a lot. But and, what do you think? Mello? I said Mello's going to go for 50. He's going to definitely try oh, to go for 50. Mello's going to put up some shots. <laughs> he he's definitely going to put up some shots. I think the response is going to be really, really good for him. You think he's going to get booed? No, no, no. I think no I think way, people right? are going to applaud. Right. I do. I think people are I – th- I still think people like him there. I don't know. I mean, maybe the way that he left would rub people the wrong way, but he's been their best player that they've had. You know, since like fucking Willis Reed, like so. Well, Patrick, but. you know, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they, they, I think they still respect him a lot, and I, I'm pretty sure they still adore him and remember him fondly. But we'll find out. I, I, w- I mean, it's New York, so I wouldn't be surprised if some people were out there booing. But oh, New York's gonna boo. I don't think. I think he's gonna get a a, a nice round of applause. I hope he does. I hope he does. And I think he's gonna go try and go for thirty. What if he? Okay, th- I'd be that'd be crazy if he got thirty, thirty-five, yeah, yeah. forty. I think he's gonna go for thirty. He's gonna take a lot of shots in this game. Um, 
crazy shit happened today. Yeah. It was announced that Derek Hollison yes. is coming out of retirement. <laughs> that was a quick retirement. Well, he was, yeah. I mean, how young is he? He's like 31. I, I think he's 30, like 31, something like that. Right Said he only wants to come out. He wants to play for the Clippers and the Lakers. Both of us could He's in LA use, now. He's in LA. He lives here. Um, we're trying to figure out exactly why he decided to pop out of retirement well, maybe because you get bored he was a pretty coveted free agent this year. i mean there were so many free agents right and he but gave like, up the bag like he, he could have yeah there was a lot of people that wanted him um as a free agent that, that definitely could use him uh, including the lakers and the clippers and the sense around the nba i remember this was that when he announced his retirement that he was turning down essentially same thing with miritich like both of those guys, Miritich went back to Europe, mm-hmm. and and uh, and he re- and Collison retires, and they were like both those guys turned down anywhere from thirty to forty million dollars by doing that for apparently no reason. But well, he had to have a reason. Well, the reason at reason the time was. was that he wanted to focus on other things than basketball. And from what I'm aware is that he's a pretty religious guy, and it comes from a, a religious family. I think he wanted to do something. Uh, you know, in 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 alignment with whatever religion he is, I, I could be Jehovah's Witness. I believe it's some sort of Christian or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so what the report was that he, as as he was retiring, he was planning to move back to L.A. and then do something along those lines with the money that he's already earned in the NBA. He's already made himself a pretty decent amount of money. But again, it's just so ridiculous that like there's plenty of time to do that, bro. I mean, you're 30 years old. Why not sign a, a three or four year deal or even a two year deal mm-hmm. and, and, you know, be able to play for as long as possible because the game always ends, right? The game always ends for people. It's just a matter and then of you when. Have plenty of time. You have plenty of time. You'll have more money mm-hmm. to give and to do. And you can also run shit on the side. I mean, look at LeBron James. He does fucking 50 things on the side. Right. Like it's not like impossible. To, I just to don't know stuff while you're playing. Right. I just don't know. Has he been hooping? Is he playing sure. pickup? Has he been training? I mean, I'm, I'm it's intriguing. I know the Lakers could use him. He he could also be one of those guys, the same suspects that we've been saying. Milwaukee could use him. Miami could use him. Minnesota could use him. There's a lot of teams yeah. that could use a good freaking point guard. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily know if he'd be the best fit for us because Drew and I were discussing this earlier. Like you said, like I could use him right now because Pat Bev yeah, is out Pat for Bev. a couple weeks. But then Spring what happens? Wrist. Yeah. What happens when Pat comes back and yeah. we still got Lou? And then, you know, is he going to ride the pine or what? Like, right. what's is the he going to be happy with being the third the third point guard on on your on your team. I think, you know, for the Lakers, we're or always it seems like we're always on the hunt for a trade or for some kind of move that we can make, right? Because we're always trying to tinker with this lineup and make sure that LeBron's happy and that the team is optim- performing at uh, you know, at its optimum level. Uh when I think about Nick Collison, I think we could definitely drop a guy like Troy Daniels and bring on Nick nobody, Collison. Nobody wants Nick Collison. I definitely Excuse me. don't want him. Oh my god, dude. I keep doing I that. I keep doing that. Remember guys, it's Darren. New Year's Day. <laughs> I don't Jesus. want Nick. Uh Nick, yeah, Nick. Shout out to Nick. Shout out to Nick Collison. He's still he's trying to make a comeback too. I'm he's in shape. He's in shape. <laughs> he's definitely in shape. Um Darren <laughs> Collison. Thank you. Excuse me. Uh-huh. Uh bring, bringing him onto the Lakers I think would definitely be a plus. Mm-hmm. Um but it's also kind of crowded in the guard spot for us too. I mean I think he would definitely play more on the Lakers than than if he went to the Clippers, just based on the structure of yeah. the roster and the time and the rotation. Um, but I again, I, I would not be surprised if the Lakers make a trade that opens up a roster spot, and we go bloop. There's there's Darren Collison. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if we end up trying to make some sort of trade, uh, and we have to give two players. Do you think you need one. a trade? No, I don't. Right. I mean, I sure it, it, to like a, we have guys on this roster. Like uh, Jared Dudley, um, and you <laughs> my know, favorite player. You know, there's just a couple guys that you know, and Quinn Cook has been really kind of disappointing so right. far. Um, 
Troy Daniels is is one of these guys. So like, there's definitely guys that I know that we can improve that that are, that Darren Collison is better than, assuming that he is in shape. And, yeah, I want to see a workout out. though. Right, it's kind of the same thing with Iggy. Right, everybody's still talking about Iggy. Like, what's going <laughs> to happen with Iggy? Has and, he seen a basketball floor? <clears throat> I don't since know. Season has started. I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm I could put I put my life on the fact that he's in shape. Well, yeah, I put my yeah. life. I, I think he's ready to go, but I just haven't seen him play. Right, and do we? And Memphis has said like we will. We're going to trade him. It's going to be a trade. Yeah, we're not just going to let him go. We're not going to. There's going if if people think that there's going to be a buyout, there will be no buyout. Right. Well, that's the, that's the stance they have to have because right. if if they don't take that stance, then people will just be like, okay, we'll just wait for for a buyout. And it, of course, the Lakers and the Clippers are in the mix. Miami's in the mix. Uh, Phoenix is in the mix for whatever reason. I wouldn't go to Phoenix no. if I was Iguodala. But again, do I want to give up Mo Harkless or and somebody else sure. to get Iggy uh, for maybe one year? I mean, how many years does Iggy have left? Right. You know, he has been injury prone. Sure. Is it the Iggy from four years ago? Probably not. Right. I, I, I just, I at this point, and I've said this many times on the show. I don't want to make a trade for anybody. Right. I don't. I think we need to stick with what we have right now. Um, I I I don't see a need for any of that. There was some chatter this morning on Twitter talking about how the Clippers have been uh, eyeing Aaron Baines, who uh-huh. I like. I like, but then you know it would be a straight up trade for Zubak, and I'm like, why would we give up Zubak? That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Right. No. I like Baines. Baines is fine. He hits. He probably he shoots better threes. Mm-hmm. Right. But he's like ten years older, right. than than Zub. And Zubak has a huge upside, and he's he, much shorter than. I mean, Baines is a big dude, mm-hmm. but he's like six ten, six. Zub is seven one, and and all of that, mm-hmm. and very athletic. I don't that that doesn't make any sense. And getting better, he's yes. if you look at his numbers this year, they're really good. Now he plays in spurts and does not play in the fourth quarter, which is fine. Right, but. They feed him early. Pat loves him. Pat has kind of took him under his wing, made him tougher. You can see he's keeping the ball high, offensive rebounding. His nose for the ball is really good. Uh, I want to keep Zub. I don't want to do anything. Now, mind you, I'm sure that this is just chatter, so I'm not going to put right. too much into it. Right. But there has been a lot of talk about Zubak, and I he's got a four-year, $28 million deal, which is cheap, and I, you know, but he's 22. He's young. He, he's young. He's, he's 22. Young. Let's keep him. Um, yeah, there's there's no reason to switch that up. No, but I think there's a few, um, I think there's a few trades that need to happen. I I wrote down a few teams, and I, we've already discussed them uh, in length many times. But I really just feel a Portland needs to do something. Yeah, Portland has got to do something. They're not in the playoff picture right now. Melo has helped for sure. Yeah, but they still have a lot of injuries on that roster, and they're sitting right now in the nine seed at fourteen and twenty. Very disappointing, but yeah. you have star value in CJ McCollum. Like you can get a star back, I think, or a couple very good yeah. players. CJ for sure will definitely garnish something. He's got a hundred twenty million dollar deal, though. right? But I mean, so, so what? So does a lot of yeah, people, have right? One of those? I'm trying to sign one right now, <laughs> but I think Portland needs to do something. I don't know who the player would be though. Like, what does Dame and Portland need? They have a lot of assets too. They got big. Mm. They got plenty of bigs. You know. Who would be like would would Bradley Beal be yeah. a better fit than than CJ? I always think that. I, I I always go back and forth. I mean, like the whole Brad Beal, John Wall, CJ, and and Dame thing has always been intriguing to me because I think CJ is it play would play well with John Wall or Brad Beal, um, and I think Dame and Beal could be really dynamic. But they also kind of occupy a lot of the same space too. I mean, Beal is definitely more of a standard shooting guard. Than CJ is mm-hmm. right. CJ's smaller, 
and kind of leans more towards point guard anyway. Uh, I think it would be an improvement. I mean, I I don't know. Again, right, based on the 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 structure of this team, I don't know if if just swapping out CJ for someone like Beal would really would, make them that much yeah, better. Right. Right. And and maybe it would. Maybe it would. Honestly, but I and I would love to see it. I think I think that would be a dynamic backcourt. Right. Having Brad Beal and uh, Dame Lillard on, in, you know, as your one and two is great for sure. But it's still not enough. Right. So it seems to, it seems to me like if you're going to do that. They also need something additional to that. Um, and, I, yeah, there's not a lot of options for them right now. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised. We've been talking about them making a trade for fucking eight years. So I wouldn't be surprised if we if that doesn't happen. What if – and I, I don't want this to happen at all, but there's been a lot of chatter about uh, we about Montrez, right? Yeah. And Trez is going to have to get paid next year. We don't necessarily know. Did we talk about this on load management? or Yeah, on, on, we talked or, about it. I just – so Trez – if you put Trez in Portland with CJ and Dame, I think that's the kind of player that they're looking for that they would need to actually make them better. Yeah. I to to make them They'd a have to run some more pick and roll stuff, but right. I think, you know, running a pick and roll with him and Dame is you know, is is really really solid. And I want to pay Trez. Put that on record. Pay him. You I do w- want to pay him. Yes, I want to pay him. Well, I, you, you want to pay him 90? Well, I th- well, I thought about this after the pod. Right, cuz we talked about yeah. this and you said no, you don't want to pay him. 90. Well, I just I don't want to be – I just think we have so much money committed, which we do, to Paul George and to Kawhi. We just gave Pat a good a good nut. Uh, but we're starting to see that Trez is like kind of the heart of the team. Trez puts us on his shoulders sometimes and does the shit that nobody else does that yep. can do on our team or on a lot of different teams. So, yeah, if the going rate is going to be 90, cool. So you've come to terms with I've that. I've come to terms. we got to pay him. He's young. He's a vet. And, we need him, and that's the whole thing that when we talked about it is like, in this league, sometimes you got to fucking pay to play. Yeah, I mean there there's no real way around it. Uh, if if you're gonna have a really solid team, you're gonna have to pay these guys. That's mm-hmm. the only way it works, um, as we're seeing. I mean, shit. Sometimes you have an amazing team, and and the money still doesn't work. Like, I, as in the I also think Durant, this but, though. Yeah. I think I think he's gonna give us the benefit of the doubt too, because if we don't trade Chris Paul to Houston, right? Which, by the way, thank you, Chris Paul, for signing and for signing and trading because yes. he could have bounced. Yeah, he could have definitely. Bounced. Um, I think if Trez is still on Houston, I don't think we see the Montrez that we see now. Like we gave yeah. him an opportunity. Yeah. Um, well, I brought that up on the last one, being like he didn't perform like this on Houston, mm. and I, I related it more to the fact that. Uh, the pick and roll system that they were running in Houston wasn't exactly uh, this kind of pick and roll that Lou and him seem to be running because it's pretty much when they come in it's it's you know as much as as much as it can be it's Lou and and Trez running pick and roll at the top uh, and then just feeding off of and they've been playing together every summer so, they they love each other. I think Trez stays but I think it's got to be a respectable number it might have to be one of those situations like Clay taking the pay cut you know what I'm saying yeah, if, like, you, if you go to him and say look mm-hmm. you know like we're we'll, we're gonna we're gonna give you a short contract here for this next two years um, you're gonna have to take a cut but we're gonna get you on the back end you just you ha- what Clay and Steph and Dre all did is that they trusted that the organization would actually follow through with that so Trez would have to you know, have that sort of faith within this organization. I'm not saying that th- that's impossible, but it is kind of a unique situation where a player would say, okay, I, I, I'm going to do this, but I, there's no real way to, neg- to negotiate terms for that extension. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but like, if we get it, so if we got... It would have to be a lot of faith in that the Warriors wouldn't just say, fuck it, sorry, or that, not the Warriors, the Clippers wouldn't mm-hmm. just say, fuck it, and, and peace out and, and say, sorry, you're a free agent now. Well, 
we kind of did that to Blake. We did it. We, I mean, we, we've been known. Which to is do why that. I'm saying, like, and we've been known to like knowing going like we knew we weren't going to pay toby last year so we had to we traded so around clipper nation we're scared that we're going to make this move um i don't see a better situation for trez though you know what i'm saying like you're in la we're we're winning you know what i'm saying we're going to be contending like would you rather make yeah he's he's on one of the best teams in the nba right he has a really a really great role within that team He's probably uh, going to win six man of the year. He's fe- well, yeah. The way that Lou's the way that Lou's playing, it's it seems like it should go to to Trez now. Well, Lou's just having an off week. He just had his baby boy. Shout out to, Congratulations. to young Lou. Lou's just been in a funk, man. Well, know? we've been trying to figure out what's been wrong because I've I've said it before. I was like, he just seems off. He doesn't seem he's running his mouth a lot. He's every time something's happening, he's either you know six, like uh, satisfied with the made shot or. If it doesn't go in, like he's just yapping to the refs to the players, he's just talking a lot. And now we figured he's stressed it out. Stressed out. Yeah, it, he was his his baby was due, and that's they, and that's I, that's got to be a lot of stress, uh, especially being away on the road uh, as as you as you are all the time in the NBA. Like shit, is this baby going to be born now? Is it born now? Is she in the hospital now? Do mm-hmm. I need to go on a flight? Like constantly worrying about that has got to be a. He hasn't uh, been playing great. No, but he hasn't. We're going to get, we're going to get think back in stride. I, you remember what happened to, the, to Van Vliet? Oh, Van Vliet. Never but, skeet Van Vliet. That's the exact, I think we might have a, oh, an exact replica here. 2.0. Van Vliet couldn't hit the broadside of a barn in the, in the coming, in the weeks before his, his child was born. And then after that just lit up the NBA and, and won a fucking championship. So, so be scared is basically yeah, what you're man. saying. It's very possible that this happens for Lou right here. There was some uh, wild shit that I heard this morning that the Warriors are eyeing Cat. Uh, well, that's what I wanted to talk about. Oh, really? Is Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, let's do it. Because there's now all, all of a sudden there's just rumors everywhere that Cat's unhappy and he might request mm-hmm. a trade. It's funny because the rumors are not he has requested a trade. It's that he might request a right? trade. Um, and I know like the first thing I saw was that the Knicks were like, we're, we got it. Finally, all <laughs> seven power forwards that we have, we can trade <laughs> for a guy like this. This is perfect. This is exactly how we drew it up. Right. So the Knicks, obviously the Warriors, I've seen a lot of talk just for everybody in the league. I mean, shit, we're talking about Portland. Uh, cat oh. going to Portland would be a, oh. a huge change. They could give Portland Whiteside and McCollum oh. and just say, have that and enjoy yourself. Ooh, we'll take, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's, I just think that there's. How scary would Cat be on the Warriors, though, bro? That's what I mean. So, like, if he goes to the Warriors, that's insane. There's he's Minnesota's wanted D'Lo, right? He is an amazing, amazing player. I know. Don't you find it shocking? A player's unhappy in Minnesota. No shit. Right. You know. But yeah, I just. I mean, (laughs) how can you not be dissatisfied with constantly losing and constantly having coaches, coach turnovers, player turnover, like? You, there, there can't be a way, and then you're still not winning. You right? liked Kevin Love in Portland too, though, right? Oh, absolutely. That would he wanted to go home. The thing, the thing with Portland is like if it, their backcourt is great, mm-hmm. so if you can get them a big man that that fits within that role that can also hit threes, then then they're going to be even better. Which is what Nurkic was doing for them before he broke his leg um, when they were kind of hitting their stride. They're definitely missing him this year. Oh yeah, they're, they're definitely missing him right. this year. But Nurkic, I mean, again, if Nurkic could could be traded easily to Minnesota for for cat like there's we talk about Portland a lot because they have so many options but I Carl Anthony Towns is one of the best big men in the league any team would want him literally any team um, except for maybe the Lakers at this point simply because we don't need him that would be 
that would be the game changer. You know, Bradley Beal wouldn't get them to a title. Portland, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat uh, would do that. Yeah, I think so. I think it would it would push them over definitely into like the hunt. And Cat on the Warriors next season. Oh my God. would be the Warriors reinvented one more time. The Warriors all the run it back. The Warriors have never really been successful with a center. A center. Uh, <laughs> I said that. Say it again, Drew. Center. <laughs> Uh, they've never really, they've never been that successful with a big man, right? Uh, because they always run small, right? So even though it would be a change, and they would definitely welcome the talent of Carl Anthony Towns, would he be willing to take way less shots? That's the thing. Like mm-hmm. he'd have to run the offense, mm-hmm. right? And he would not be the key player. He would probably be the second, maybe third option on that team. Definitely, definitely Steph first. But I would say Carl would be second, and then Clay because Clay doesn't, doesn't ma- care. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he just shoot threes. It Did you see him flex matter. on the bench the other I night? I loved it. I know, right? I loved it. He misses playing so bad. He wants to be out there. But who were they? It was uh, the Dallas. Yeah, but who was it? Who were they? It he was, was calling Porzingis. a pussy. It was Porzingis, the unicorn. Porzingis. So that was. was a fun game, actually. That was. That, I didn't get to they watch. They got whacked. Though, I bro. Oh, dude, yeah. They got waxed. Wow. It was real interesting, though, because, like, that play happened. Um, Doncic got shoved into the crowd. Yes, by Chris. Like, Marquise Chris, mm-hmm. who's definitely known to do that. Yeah. Um, and then later in that same game, Porzingis and, and Draymond. Draymond were just talking shit. And it's hilarious because Draymond looks like a little kid. He does. He's got, like, a full, like, eight, eight inches mm-hmm. shorter than Porzingis. Porzingis looks like he's talking to somebody behind Draymond. <laughs> he did. He did. And he's talking over him. And he just kept like, you're a little bitch. Yep. He kept saying, you're just a little bitch. And Draymond didn't say anything back, which I thought was real interesting. He just kept going, uh-huh. Him a pussy. He goes, uh-huh. I think we called him uh-huh. a pussy. Uh-huh. Like that the whole time. And then they have to be separated. And that's when Clay gets up and starts talking shit. Clay wanted shit to Porzingis. <laughs> he did. That's hilarious. And then they get waxed. Luca had a good game. Yeah. Porzingis had, you know. I think the the shoving of Luca was totally uncalled for. That was just ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't understand where that came from. Marquise I don't like Chris, that yeah. guy at all. No. And he's been no. He was a he was a lottery pick, dude. He's done absolutely nothing but fight and do and do nothing. The reason that he was a lottery pick was out of Kansas. He, he was he's a, like he's I think he's six ten six eleven, and he can jump, bro. Like that. So he's he's an athlete. Okay. Basketball wise, he's still uh, even. In Kansas and in his years in the NBA, they all thought they'd be able to teach him more and more about the sport and he would get a better grasp on the feel for the sport. And I think he's done that a little bit. But the thing that hasn't happened is like he just he he doesn't seem to play smart at all, Chris. He just he'll foul constantly. Every time he's in the game, he's fouling somebody or he's doing shit like this. He's mm-hmm. like trying to get a rebound and then just shoves a guy for no reason, gets ejected. Like I think he got ejected, didn't he? Oh, he had to. Have. Yeah. And uh, and he was fined thirty five thousand dollars. I saw that. So like that's been the real problem is the mental side, I think, for me. It, it, the physical attributes are all there. I mean, he's, he's a great size. He can literally jump. I think he can touch the top of the square. Like, he's, he's a hell of an athlete. But Maybe playing with fucking, Draymond, too, every can't day. Can't put it together. Well, I would imagine that that like, would just be the worst for him. I, Draymond going just against to... Going against Draymond in practice would just be a bitch. I wouldn't be picking on Porzingis, though, dude. You know what I mean? Like, And that's the thing, though, is I don't think that they were. I mean, Clay was, but Draymond didn't seem to want much... I think Dray- if I remember correctly, Drew Draymond started it by calling him a pussy, and then and then well they were chest to chest there for a second. They were, but they wanted no smoke. People got to chill. Like, well, just, right? What's that? No, nobody wants to fight in the end. No, no. and you guys got to understand this is part of Draymond's game, dude. That's yeah. like 
80% of his game is trying to get into your head. Mental, yeah. That's all Dennis Rodman did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Except except Draymond's way more vocal about it. Right. You know what I mean? And, and Dennis could be a lot more physical back then. They would they would allow him to be you a could. lot more physical. You could. Do you guys do you hear my stomach right now? I can't hear it. It's the goddamn tamales. I ate so many tamales. Do you know how many tamales Mexican families cook? No. I got a 50. Wow. I got gifted 50. Oh my god. Oh, and that's all I've been eating, bro. Those are good, though. Sorry if you guys can hear my stomach growling. I can't hear I it. I know that has nothing to do with this they podcast. Might, they but... might be able to hear it. Make me hungry, though. Tamales. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, what about Dallas? What about Nick Collison in Dallas? Or, God damn it. <laughs> what about Darren Collison? You were, now you got me going. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Dallas needs another like backup point guard. They still have Berea. Jota Jota Berea. Whatever. Uh, they still have Jalen Brunson. Um, they still have Tim Hardaway. They, they, I don't so know. maybe not that. I don't know. I don't know. That just came to my head. Yeah, I think their focus should be on other. If they're going to get other pieces, it should be other than Darren Collison. And I think the thing about Darren Collison is that he's come out and said, "So I far, only want to go. He, to he literally just wants to play in L.A. Yeah. So he's he's an L.A. kid, UCLA um, player. I think he he was a part of at least one of those Final Fours. He where, was already a Clipper. Like he was already. On yeah, he played team. on the Clippers once. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that he just wants to stay in LA. So he that's, was so good with us too. He was so good for he's, us. Back he's he's solid. Yeah. He's a really solid backup yeah. point guard. Yeah. You know who's solid, or I heard is solid. What's that? I heard that Z- this kid Zion. Zion Williamson. <laughs> yeah, I heard he's pretty solid. I know. Too. I know this kid. Yeah, you heard of him? Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen him. Well, though. supposedly. He's going to be coming back in in January. They said mid January that this guy is yeah. going to finally come back. He had his surgery October twelfth. Yeah, I think that was for meniscus. He's already passed the timetable. It was supposed to be six to eight weeks. Yeah, he's already passed that. We've discussed in length just on how we both feel that they should just shut it down. Like, there's no. I point. want to see him though. I'm, I selfishly, know. I want to see him play as soon as possible. But it might just be the best thing for him to. To chill. I mean, what we've heard is that they're retraining his body. They're, they're restructuring the way that he runs and the way that he moves um, in similar fashion to the way that Steph Curry had his treatment after Steph's ankles kept fucking rolling every game. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's because you're not using your hips, Steph. Right. And so they strengthen his hips, his ankles somehow. And who thinks of that, too? Well, they got some, they got some crazy science these days. Mm-hmm. You know, run they've run analysis people on their teams, which is crazy. How do you become one of those guys? Um, well, you know what's funny is my first job uh, in college was at Roadrunner Sports. Okay. And we actually had technology where we'd have people run on a treadmill, and there was a camera that would like have all this data points. I, I don't know this of. story, guys. Dude, this is this is my first job. Um, I worked there from summer between freshman and sophomore years of college. I was I was called a fit expert <laughs> because. You would run. I would have you run in like your bare feet or your socks, oh. and then I could tell the way that that your gait was, and we could see like the way that you were stepping uh-huh. and all that shit. Pronation. I've never, you've never told me this, bro. Yeah, so you dude, never told me you were a fit expert. That bro? was yeah, man. That was uh, that was my first job, and that was like that. That was in two thousand and nine. So it's ten years ago, mm-hmm. eleven years ago. Now we're in mm-hmm. twenty twenty. Jesus, and um, even then the technology existed. I can only imagine like what it's done, what they can do now, right? And I mean, shit. This was a fucking. This is a retail store. We buy running shoes. So like, I'm sure the NBA has like significant advancements on that. Uh, but this is really. I mean, regardless of whether or not um, he plays this year or not, the the restructuring of his run should be helping him long longevity wise, which is really what I care about. I want to see him not versus just one season. I want right. to see him for as long as possible. And somebody that has benefited from that first year off is actually starting to fucking play his ass off is Michael Porter Jr. for mm-hmm. Denver. 
And we've been talking about Denver a little bit here and there. They've been involved in trade talks. But the one thing that we've said for uh, two or three years is that they haven't really nailed down that small forward position. Uh, and that's something that they really need. Somebody on the wing that can be dynamic, that can score for them. They've had guys come through in rotation uh, that have done decently for them, like Will Barton. And, uh, you know, they, they, they've they had several different iterations of the small forward, but we're all hoping that Michael Porter Jr. could be the guy he's that steps in. He's gifted as hell, bro. Like and He's a legit 6'11", mm-hmm. 6'10", and is knocking down threes yeah. and is athletic as shit, getting tip, dunk, tip dunks and putbacks. He's definitely still got to work on his defense. Uh, but that is an exciting prospect. I'm really – I shouts, shouts to him. I'm, I'm excited that he's playing. Our boy Cheney in Denver, our big big listener of our show, diehard Nugget fan, and he is – so he's already talking rookie of the year. He said he could be <laughs> – I, I think it's a little too late for him to be uh, in the talks. I mean, shit, it's a long season. He hasn't really – I mean, he's been on a minutes restriction mm-hmm. for a lot. He's really only played in a handful of games. Uh, but just really solid to see him out there. And he had back problems. So, I mean, if, if a rookie like him – with more severe, you know, problems than Zion's knee. I, back problems are more severe than that to me. Uh, that's why the Clippers didn't take him. They that's why gonna, a lot of teams didn't yeah, take him. He yeah. went 14th, I think. So yep. 13 teams passing this guy because they're like, well, fuck, if he can't stand up straight and run. Do you remember that draft though? We didn't know if he was going to go number one or number or number 30. Like well, we literally had no idea. It's crazy the the, the correlations here because he played three games in Missouri, but only played those games because of injury. Uh, goes. Yeah, it was like he could be one, he could be six, he could be 37. We have no idea. Uh, but we know he's injured, right? And then Denver takes him. And then now we have this kid, James Wiseman, who plays literally three games in his career. Big player, but has to <laughs> renounce his scholarship and, and leave the University of Memphis on some scandal shit. And we're going to see what he does, goes in this draft. He could be number one, he could be number six, he could be number 37. I th- well, I think the difference is – Wiseman is going to spend this next Prepping. year just And he's not out. injured as far as we know. No. So he's just he's leaving because the NCAA shit was going to suspend him for 20 Right, and he was over and I and I was talking to our boy Stan about him. I'm just like this is what the players should do, man. They should all do this. What's what's the point of college one year? Like literally what's the point? Right. Train, get with an NBA trainer, stay on social media so people see that you're working out, play the, you know, play the pickup games and spend your year like Zion. If Zion would have just after he tore his shoe last year and got hurt, you know, like called it, called it, and you know what? I'm gonna drop. I need to drop 25 pounds. I'm already gonna be the number one pick. Wiseman's Definitely. gonna be a lottery pick no yes. matter what. Yeah, I'm just gonna stay focused so that uh, I'm in the best shape of my life, and that I think Wiseman's gonna come in killing. Well, folks. he's a he's a special talent. This mm-hmm. kid. I mean, he, he well, I so think, is Zion. I think he's a seven footer, right? Um, if not very very close. He's super athletic. He's got a nice touch on the floor. Uh, this kid's the real deal. I mean, there's a reason that he was the number one recruit uh, mm-hmm. coming out of high school this year, and I, I would not be surprised if he goes number one. I mean, we're talking about LaMelo Ball, but this guy is legit, kind of like in a similar choice between Aiton and like Doncic and Trey Young. The, the, it's a similar choice that people are going to have to make in this draft. I don't know about necessarily the caliber we're talking about as being the same uh, in reference to like uh, LaMelo and Cole Anthony being like uh, Doncic and um, Trey. And Trey. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not saying that they're as good as those guys necessarily, but in this draft, it's a similarity. It's like, does a team, whoever finishes number one, does a team go for somebody like Aiton or someone like Wiseman saying, like, we need a seven-footer that'll be playing as athletic and as good sh- good touch for us that'll play in this league for 10 to 14 years? I wasn't sold on Aiton. I wasn't sold on him. I know he's, I think he's just going to be an average 
big man in the NBA. Right. He's talented. And, then, and so then Phoenix is looking like, well, we had a Serbian fucking head coach, mm-hmm. and yet we still didn't draft someone like Luka, who would be amazing alongside. Look at Ricky Rubio oh, alongside Devin Booker and man. how good they're playing together. Man. Imagine if Luka and, and, and fucking uh, Booker. Booker were playing together. So true. That, and they So they messed that up. They, it's going to be another – it's the same thing. It's, it's like a tale as old as time in the NBA. Right, Michael Jordan goes third because they want to take the seven footer. I don't think Ains a buoy though. Ains not a buoy. A buoy. No, 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 no. But I'm saying the choices are always these. Right. They tend to be these Hindsight's choices. Hindsight's When you have a seven footer like mm-hmm. this, that's special, that is super athletic, that mm-hmm. has some good touch, which is what Aiden has, and you're like, he's going to be solid professional for ten to fourteen years, pretty much lock it in. Mm-hmm. Or you take a risk on someone like Lamelo, who's who knows what the fuck this guy's going to be. He's mm-hmm. he's special. He's tall. He can handle, but we don't know if there's no way to know that he's going to be like Doncic or Trey Young, or if he's going to be you know some guy who we we don't talk about much in five years. I I, I don't see that happening either. I but think. my point is that's always the decision that it comes down to. A lot of the time when there's these seven footers in there, yeah, you you draft big, right? You always look at Oliver Candy, look at Greg Oden. You know what I mean? Fuck, can you believe at Portland? I mean, you you should have had Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant. You should problem solved, Pro- right? There's there it is, <laughs> problem solved. There it is, right there. And then and then a young Dame Lillard comes through. You right. know what I'm saying? Or you, you might not be in the position to get Dame. Or even but, CJ. Like, or yeah, even CJ. Yeah, they, yeah. Hindsight's 2020. You got to – I just think with LaMelo, like, again, I, I've said this a lot. Just he's focused not, uh, only on playing basketball and getting better. Sure. He said, fuck school. This isn't – well, school basically said fuck him. He I mean, said he, fuck school when he went pro. He violated 15. every single NCAA yeah. rule you could possibly have. <laughs> So he had no choice but to become a yeah, pro he was basketball player. Like, I was player. thinking about Kansas. We're like, uh, LaMelo, that's not an option anymore. You got paid. You can move to Kansas if you want. <laughs> you could play rec, uh, rec ball in yeah, Kansas. Yeah, I think they have a lot of decent basketball courts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can't play ball there, mm-hmm. buddy. Um, just real quick, though, on, on the Wiseman thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people are, are coming down on the NCAA uh, for this shit um specifically um and what i think the interesting part about it is is that this one and done rule was not enforced by the ncaa and that's something that we we don't bring up enough this is the nba that made this decision that said hey we're gonna and we're gonna enforce that we we have to have these high school kids go to somewhere Mm -hmm. for a year the nba was the one that made this rule so and in a similar fashion they're changing the rule in the next couple of years to reallow for allow for players because to come out of high school. Because some of these guys are fucking ready, bro. They're ready. And you well, are some of these so guys ready. are fucking 19 years old coming out of high school. That's true. And, and they've been held back for two years. Right. And they're no longer 17 and skinny and 190 mm-hmm. pounds. Mm-hmm. These guys are coming in fucking ready, grown men. And way more. There's not – I mean, it's not like – I mean, we're talking 25 years ago. Right. Where it was the – uh, you know, the godsends, the Kevin Durant's, I mean, the Kevin Garnett's, Garnett's and the yeah. Kobe's yep. and the T-Max, you know what I'm saying? And the LeBron's. Yeah, the glory stories. The, yeah, the, there are a lot of those guys out there. Totally. And they need that opportunity, especially with the G League. But there's going to be all these opportunities instead of playing in college, which are going to be right. uh, more – it's just going to look better for the kids uh, to get paid, dude. I would rather get paid than right. get fucking college. Well, and I mean – all of this is positive stuff. The 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 the, the new era that we're going to enter into here, where uh, not only do you have an opportunity to leave high school, go directly to the NBA or to the G League or overseas or to college, and now in college, and I think it's going to be in twenty twenty three if everything goes according to plan, you can also get paid in college. So it's going to be a great time for not just for athletes in general. Uh, obviously, but it's going to be a great time for all of those outlets. I think it's it really should help 
everyone kind of find their spot. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Instead of forcing players to be like, all right, well, shit, I need to be noticed by the NBA. Only way for me to be noticed is if I go to Duke or one of these colleges. Um, it doesn't have to always be like that. And it doesn't mean that like when you choose to go to Duke that you can't also make some change now. That's the nice thing. Mm -hmm. It's like not only do you get a scholarship, but you can be Zion uh, or fucking Mac McClung, our guy over at, at, fucking, at Georgetown who has 2 million followers, mm -hmm. can make some money while he's playing for Georgetown, while he's getting better at a competition level that actually suits him. I think Mac is seeing like he needs college. He yes. needed college. Yes. He needs college to get better. He can't be. He's not the one and done guy. Right. And so, uh, and Zion definitely didn't need Duke. Should have gone right to the NBA. So like, it's just going to create this option where not only do you have, uh, you know, a different space for each individual to go and feel comfortable, but it also doesn't put that undue pressure of like I can't be here for more than a year because I need to make money now. It gives the players some time to develop in college, to learn socially what it's like to be 20 years old in life and, and at college. And then, you know, also make some change while they're, while they're learning an education and learning the sport. The last thing I want to see, though, is, is Zion coming back from this thing and he's not ready. I just hope they don't. Totally. They don't you know, jump the gun on this just because a lot of people bought season tickets and they want to make the fans happy. The Pelicans suck. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're, I think they're going to try to make a trade at some point, you know, keep Ingram, keep Zion and Ingram off, off limits. And then everybody well, Ingram's else a free agent next year. Oh, is he? Brandon Ingram oh. is a free agent next year. That's why he's playing so well. Contract year. Oh, yeah. Contract year for Ingram. He's going to get paid. Well, then extend him. They got to keep him. They don't have an extension available to him. You can't. Why? He's already signed the extension with the Lakers. Oh, that's right. So his his contract is coming up. Mm -hmm. He's going to be a free agent this year. Restricted? No. Unrestricted. I, oh, it might be restricted, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be a free agent this year. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, there, we he might not stay there either, but I wouldn't be surprised uh, just thinking out loud if JJ is one of those guys that comes out as a buyout option for players. This season? Yeah. Yeah. Because he signed a one-year deal. I'm pretty sure it was a one- or two-year deal mm. with them, so he could do a buyout. I'm pretty sure it was a one-year deal, a buyout uh, with the Pelicans, and then he could be on the move. Everybody could use JJ. Yeah, any team needs him. So Lakers especially would, would love JJ. Um, but anyway, that's just, that just popped in my head. I hope Zion doesn't play until he's ready. I do too. And I don't think – I think there's no reason for them to rush this. So I think they know that. I mean, the fact that they – they said eight weeks, and they they haven't rushed him back because he's not ready. Right, it, I think they're already doing that. He's not ready. He needs, and we, they've been saying it since day one. He just needs to drop some more weight. I think a lot of that, these knee injuries and shit's going to come from him losing twenty pounds. He's not fat. He's not. You know, he's he looks humongous though. He's dog. just massive. He's so massive. He is. He's massive. I mean, that's the thing. Like when the comparisons to Charles Barkley really ring true because Charles was just able to carry a lot of weight, mm. and a lot of that shit was muscle but there was some fat involved i mean shit dude like like we're talking about with Embiid forever and ever is like dude if you ever decide to 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 really give a shit on like every day focusing on what you eat and and working out and getting lean uh zion Embiid, all these guys that that might fit into that category it's like bro why not why not do that what's what's holding you back that's your job it's do your it. job now like, do it <laughs> So hopefully that's what happens with him. Yeah, I'm, I really just want to watch him play. I'm, and and for my freaking fantasy team. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's injured on my damn team, Drew. Yeah. Kyrie's never gonna play again. I think he's retired. 
<laughs> Zion's been out. Bagley g- comes back and then goes down again with another ankle injury. Yeah. I don't know if I got to drop it. And then Bertrand's my my prideful pick oh, the of the month. Shooter. Yeah, he's out for the week. He's going to be back. Minor, minor like finger injury. Oh, that's good. But still, dude, thank God I played Jeff Crompton last week or I wouldn't have gotten a dub. Yeah. I just keep losing and losing. Jeff's, Jeff's like a gimme. <laughs> Jeff Crompton's team is a gimme team. I hope you're listening to this too, Jeff. That's funny, man. Uh, yeah, I'm playing him this week, actually. Oh, you're going to take that dub. I am in first place. I've re- retaken first oh, place. Oh, Sean Bishop. I took Bish down last week. Oh, you took the Bish down? I didn't hear anything from him. No, he didn't post anything. I didn't didn't yeah, see I didn't, that. No, no, I didn't hear anything. Oh. No, but I, neither, I didn't say anything either. You know, you a, should, though, Drew. It's a part of, it's a part of the game. You, you know, said some, you were going to win it. Some wins and some losses. I'm he, just We're one and one on the season, Bish and I. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm taking this down. There's no. I, my team is solid. I, you are solid, but my everybody's hurt. Zion, Kyrie, Bertrands, freaking Bagley. Can you guys just get healthy, please? Yeah, man. You should try and make a trade or something. Who do, I don't even know who I want. Package. Take a look at some rosters. Package oh. together some trades. I'm, I'm gonna pick up. Slide one injured player in I'm there. I'm picking up uh, Darren Collison first. First thing, dude. Oh, that's funny. Pick him up now. Yeah, just pick him up. Just gonna get him right now if he's on waivers. He's a free agent for sure. Hey, did you see our mood swings tee? Was was rocking in Nebraska from our I boy did. Hoff Hoffman's Basketball Academy. I did see that. The girl, the girl in the picture. I think she's eight or nine. Nice. And she's a hooper, like hooper hooper. Kyrie's her favorite player. So they both got a. Uh, they got both got mood swings tees. Solid. And uh, you guys can get them too. Clipsanddrew.com. You guys got to go. All of our podcasts are up there. We got content going up there. We're, we're we're working on some big things for 2020, people. We're working with some big names. We're working on some things. We're going to stay quiet about it right now, but just know that we are working. And you can pick up your Mood Swings tee. You can pick up your Hair Jordan tee on ClipsAndDrew.com. We got a new review today. Did Finally. We? Yeah, people are dropping reviews. Go right. and subscribe and drop us a review. You know, five star, hopefully, because it's a five star please, pod. Please do that. You know, I, I excuse myself for being a little hungover today. And my brain's not working as well as it should. Yeah. But it is what it is. Dude, Drew, you got anything? No, I just uh, hope, you, hope everybody had a good, safe New Year's. Um, hope you all are hungover like us. But, oh yeah, but safe and home and no more tamales. Resting, yeah, dude. You're you're tamales hungover. I'm what, so tamale you're hung, hungover. Yeah, you're hungover on the tamales. Uh, my boy had a new album drop this week. He's been featured on our show. This is probably a third or fourth time he's gonna get a takeout song. Oh, but my boy Roddy Rich. Yes, I, I love Roddy you do? Rich. You, this you is like my this guy. guy. I don't know why. I just love his vibe. Roddy Rich. It's called the Box. You're going to hear that. You're going to know what I'm talking about in a minute. So follow through with Clips and Drew, episode 108, and we're ghosts. 2020. Put it out the coop at the lot, turn it for a 12 for a swat, buzzing all the bells out the box. I just hit a lick with the box, had to put the stick in the box. Mm. Pour up the whole damn field, I'ma get lazy. I got the mojo deals, we been trapping like the A. She said the nigga so got the cash out. Told him wipe a nigga no. Say slash slash. I won't never sell my soul. When I can back that, and I really wanna know where you at, where I was at, back where the stash at. Cruise the city in a bulletproof Cadillac. Cause I know these niggas out there where the bag at. Gotta move smarter, gotta move harder Nigga try to give me five my water I lay his ass down on my son, on my daughter I had the Draco with me, Dwayne Carter Lot of niggas out here playing, ain't ballin' I done put my whole arm in the rim, Vince Carter And I know poppy get a key for the quarter Shawty barely seen the double C's, I bought her Got a bitch that's looking like a Leah, she a model I got the pink slip up my whip 
fuck 12, fuck SWAT Bustin' all the bells out the box I just hit a lick with the box Had to put the stick in the box mm. Pour up the whole damn seal I'ma get lazy I got the mojo deals We been trappin' like the 80s She said the nigga soul Got the cash out Told him wipe a nigga, no Say slash slash I won't never sell my soul And I can back that And I really wanna know Where you at, where? <laughs> I been moving them out And steal it with me, then he got the blues in the pouch Took her to the forest, put the wood in the mouth Bitch, don't wear no shoes in my house The private I'm flying in, I never wanna fly again I take my chances in traffic She sucking on dick, no hands with it I just made the rolly plane like a London strip I'm a 2020 president candidate I done put a hundred bands on Zimmerman shit I been moving real gangsta, so that's why she pick a crit Shawty call me Chris Cole, cause I pop my shit There's nothing you can tell me. Yeah, when I had a job, South Street wealthy. Yeah, I had to coop at the lot. Turn up for a 12 fuck swat. Buzzing all the bells out the box. I just hit a lick with the box. Had to put the stick in the box. Mm. Pour up the whole damn seal. I'ma get lazy. I got the mojo deals. We been trapping like the 80s. She said the nigga so. Got the cash out. Turn on wipe a nigga. Sell my soul, and I can back that. And I really wanna 